Tom Bernard Show with Mike Molina and Andy Bernard. And we'll be right back in a couple of seconds. Look at the news. Got a special guest coming up later on this hour. But the news is next. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive is a Minnesota family-owned business. It started in the 50s. It's grown by leaps and bounds, especially in the past few years, and they now have 23 dealerships spread across two states. The Walzer way includes upfront, no-haggle pricing on every single new and used vehicle they sell. If you change your mind, no problem. Check out Walzer's three-day return and 30-day exchange policy. I'm a customer, my family are customers, and many of my friends have bought cars from them. The Walzer way is really different, and I know you'll be pleasantly surprised. For great deals on new or used Acura, Audi, Buick, BMW, Chevrolet, Chrysler, Dodge, GMC, Honda, Hyundai, Jaguar, Jeep, Land Rover, Lexus, Mazda, Mercedes, Mini, Nissan, Porsche, Ram, Subaru, or Toyota, go to Walzer.com, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. back, ladies and gentlemen. Tom Bernard Show, a little news, a little information. Thank you again to Adam Hunter. He's at uh, Rick Bronson's House Comedy tonight, tomorrow night, and Sunday as well. And Ryan Stout, who's at Acme tonight and tomorrow night. Uh, online dating sites offer the chance to find a soulmate or a stalker, allegedly both. As with this case out of Arizona, I felt like I met my soulmate, says 31-year-old Jacqueline Ades. Her name is not AIDS, is it? Um, I don't know. A D E S. Jacqueline uh, Adez, I would imagine, is how she would pronounce it. I'd pronounce it Adez, I'll tell you that. I think it's AIDS. Her name is Jackie AIDS. It's a, it means son of aid, which is a name from the Bible. Jesus. It's oh. another name from the Bible. Jesus. That's true. Okay, well. Um, yeah, it's. The Yiddish version is Adel, so... Adel? It's Adel. I would go with Adel. Uh, recalling a single date she had with a man she met on millionaire dating site Luxie. Unfortunately, he didn't feel the same way since, uh, well, you know. Since the date last summer, police say AIDS has sent the uninterested charmer some 65,000 text messages, including up to 500 a day. To me, it seemed like more, AIDS says, containing violent threats and anti-Semitic sentiments, reports the Washington Post. Police say they surfaced after AIDS date viewed security footage of her taking a bath at his Paradise Valley home while he was out of the country on April 8th. Police who charged AIDS with criminal trespass says they found her car at the residence with a large butcher knife on the passenger seat. AIDS who claims she only had little floppy knives for her protection as she drove across America from Florida is alleged to have con- uh, continued texting the man upon her release from custody. Don't ever try to leave me. I'll kill you, one message read. According to a police report, in others, AIDS allegedly said she'd uh, wear the man's body parts and bathe in his blood and called herself the new Hitler. 
Okay. Um, now facing additional charges of stalking, threats, and harassment after allegedly showing up at the man's office, claiming to be his wife, AIDS spoke to reporters Thursday from a Phoenix jail where she's held without bond, saying that love is an excessive thing, but she said she wasn't a threat to her one-time date. No, oh my God, I love him so much, she said. I think she might be crazy. She's been on one date with him. She's going to kill him, then she's not going to kill him, and now she says, oh my God, I love him so much. Well, she did know where he lives, which means he probably took her back home, which means this was probably like a one-night stand thing. Probably, yes. So, yeah, it just sounds like mental illness combined with, you know... Well, the fact that he's also a millionaire, right? I mean, yes, he's, a, he's a millionaire. Let me see your picture. I haven't seen her picture. Jacqueline, Jacqueline Claire AIDS. Well, and her name is pronounced AIDS. Claire AIDS? Yeah, Claire AIDS. Um, it's frozen. Why is it frozen? Because it's been up so a long. horrible site. Yeah, Newsier's a terrible site. It really is. Yeah, I can't even close it. It's, oh, my God. This is not go. good news for, uh, for a friend yeah. of ours. After a May 2nd fire at a supplier's factory in Michigan uh, caused a shortage of parts, Ford on Wednesday suspended production of its F-150 pickup truck, the best-selling vehicle in the United States for more than 30 years. Production at General Motors, Fiat, Chrysler, and Mercedes was also impacted, but Ford was hit the hardest. For Ford, this is potentially enormous, an analyst tells the Detroit Free Press. We have to rebuild the whole supply chain, an executive VP for the carmaker said in a briefing on Wednesday noting that the production halt would last at least several days. A sales analyst says Ford has an 84-day supply of F-Series trucks. Uh, the company has temporarily laid off 7,600 workers. What is going on in the car industry in America? We at one time owned the car industry mm. in America. A shortage of parts, which probably means, I mean, that's what will happen when you uh, get your parts from India or China instead of make them here. That's pretty much. You think that's what the problem is? Almost definitely, yeah. It's just. I mean, if they made their own parts, they can't have a shortage of parts. They can just make more. They just make more parts. So basically, that is unbelievable. While the fire at the factory in Michigan caused a shortage of parts, but you would think they would be making those parts elsewhere as well, wouldn't they? Yeah. And I don't really understand how bad was this fire that it wiped out their entire parts supply for the F-150. I'm going to see where the uh, fire was. Everyone just says a supplier, but... A supplier in Michigan. So I don't know who the supplier in Michigan would be. Yeah, they don't say who the supplier in Michigan was. Uh, so I don't, know what, I don't know what that's all about. Or why it happened. Or why it happened, exactly. Well, let me know when you find it. A new generation of YouTube stars are staging prank terror attacks in public and angering a few people along the way, The Guardian reports. On Tuesday, men stormed a mall in Iran wearing black Islamic State garb and crying Allahu Akbar, causing some uh, shoppers to scream in terror, all to promote a film about terrorists kidnapping a father and a son. You're lucky they didn't get killed. Uh, very lucky. Like, imagine if someone had a knife on them or something, exactly. and he saw that, and he, you know, snuck up behind him and stabbed him. No, you're absolutely right. Um, state guard, they're, 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 yeah, state guard crying Allahu Akbar, causing some shoppers to scream in terror. The director apologized, but said he was only mimicking American teens who get millions of hits by posting terror pranks on YouTube. British YouTuber. Araya Mosala, 17, recently saw his uh, channel pulled after he uh, posted a video of him approaching people in London, chatting with them and throwing water in their faces, but he denied any connection to acid attacks. I've never once mentioned anything about acid in the video, says Mosala. I could have said acid attack prank, but never once have I ever said anything like that. He apologized to acid attack survivor Resham Khan, who called his video childish and pathetic, but then started a second YouTube channel promising more pranks. It was promptly removed. In 2016, Australian police arrested the so-called Jalal brothers for staging fake terror attacks and posting them on YouTube, including one in which an AK-47 was aimed at a child, the Huffington Post reported. It's probably the most sadistic form of comedy, behavioral expert Judy James tells the BBC. A lot of it is schadenfreude. Schadenfreude is enjoying other people's misery, isn't it? Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of it is Schadenfreude. It's a bit like bullying at a school. You're almost laughing, uh, tinged with a relief that it's not me. 
Yeah, see, once again, more me now. It's all about mm-hmm. I'm a victim, but if you're a victim, it's funny. Well, these prank channels are almost entirely kids. But they're, they're, um, their audience is like 12-year-olds. But my God, how could you let your kid do something like that? I mean, seriously, if, you knew you're, if I knew you or Alex was doing something like that, I would go, what the hell is wrong with you? Well, it's not 12-year-olds doing the pranks. It's 12-year-olds watching the pranks. Well, the people watching, doing them I tend to be okay. 16 to 20. They're still kids, uh, but they're not that young. It's quite annoying. Yeah, that's YouTube prank I channels are say. basically hated by everyone over the age of, you know, 14. But they still get millions and millions of views because there's so yes. many kids out there who will just watch anything. Right. And that's exactly. the problem with YouTube. Indeed. With best friends like these, who needs enemies? An Iowa man says his dog inadvertently shot him while they were roughhousing on Wednesday. This guy's an imbecile. <laughs> How do you, don't give your dog a gun. This guy is an imbecile, okay? 51-year-old Richard Remy of Fort Dodge told police he was playing with his dog, Baloo, on the couch and tossed the dog off his lap. He says when the pit bull Labrador mix bounced back up, he must have disabled the safety of the gun in his belly band and stepped on the trigger. I'm sure he disabled the safety. Uh, Come on. So the guy basically had a loaded gun tucked in his belt without a safety. First of all, you're at home. Why do you have a loaded gun in your belt anyway? You're at home, right? Uh, now he's saying the, the, the somehow the dog disabled the uh, safety and then pulled the trigger. I'm not, I'm sorry. Yeah. No. no. The gun fired, striking one of Remy's legs, which he didn't realize initially. He says he experienced a burning sensation on his belly, and then noticed his pant leg was becoming purple. I'm looking around to see where it went to, and I realized it went in my leg. How stupid is this man? This guy doesn't sound very smart. (laughs) Sir, you've been shot. I don't know if you know that or not, but uh, you have been shot. Uh, That's when I called 911. He was uh, treated at a hospital and released later that day. Remy tells the messenger that Baloo is a big wuss and who laid down beside him and cried because he thought he had done something wrong. Mm. So there you have it. I, I, I just, there is no way... First of all, you shouldn't be sitting at home with a loaded gun in your belt, just tucked in your waistband, well, playing, playing with, with a dog. dog. Yeah, the dog did not disable the safety. You didn't have it on. Mm-hmm. Would be my guess. And as far as pulling the trigger is concerned, uh, that was a, probably a combination of things that caused that to happen. But once again, why are you at home screwing around with a dog when you have a loaded gun tucked into your belt? You're an idiot. That's all I can say. You're a moron. Uh, some things for your Friday. The first chocolate bar was made in 1874. Up to that point, chocolate was just a drink. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, they used to drink it in, um, like, Aztec land. I had no idea. Well, I knew, I knew they drank chocolate, but I didn't know the, cho- the first chocolate bar was made in 1874. 1874? I don't know. I don't know about that either. The chocolate bar, well, chocolate drops or chocolate... Little pieces of chocolate, I suppose, were, but not a bar, an actual chocolate bar. Well, it says up to that point, oh, chocolate that, was just a drink. I'm not, I don't believe that. Yeah, I, I don't do either. Believe that. Charles Dickens once used literally like a YouTube com- commentator, where it means the opposite of literally. In the novel Nicholas Nickleby in 1839, he wrote, quote, His looks were very haggard and his limbs and body literally worn to the bone. Well, maybe he did mean literally. Maybe he did mean literally instead of figuratively. Zombie. Yeah, because he meant figuratively, but maybe he meant literally. Mm -hmm. Maybe he meant literally worn to the bone. I don't know. He was on Crocodile or whatever. Crocodile? That's that uh, Russian drug that makes your skin oh, yes, fall rot off. away yeah it makes yeah. it just rot away and fall off they were uh, worn to the bone yeah they were you're absolutely right the porn legend ron jeremy was high, uh, high school classmates in queens new york with reginald vell johnson the cop from die hard and the dad from family matters hmm. all good for them who, <laughs> okay, who cares <laughs> i mean wh- who cares i mean it is new york yeah, well, uh, you're going to run into a few people that get in the show business, it's true. Yeah. Whether it's porn or not. Popeye didn't always get his strength from spinach. In the early comic strips, he got his power from rubbing a magic hen. What? 
I don't like that. A, a guy rubbing a hen is too close to rubbing a rooster, if you know what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah, here we go. The hairs on the head of a magical hen named Bernice. That was how Popeye got his strength. I guess. Okay. Whatever. Male coin spiders bite off their own genitalia after sex because it makes them a better fighter who will do a better job protecting the female spider they mated with and their future baby spiders. Well, you better hope it took then, pal. <laughs> That'd be my, my yeah. advice to you. <laughs> you only you got better, one shot. You got one shot. Uh, you better hope <laughs> it took because otherwise you just bit off your own genitalia for no reason. Uh, maybe you should hang out with the guy with the gun in his belt over at the house. Maybe you two should get together. That spider and the guy, the imbecile with the, uh, it just, it's, all of it makes no sense to me. I would just like to point that out. Mm, this is largely crappy. Oh, God, it's just amazing. How about that? I'm pretty sure the universe did not want this guy to triumph over adversity. There's a 53-year-old guy named Robert L. Williams Jr. in Sharpsburg, North Carolina, and on Tuesday he was elected mayor by seven votes, and that was a hell of a win for him because he'd run for mayor two times before and lost both times. He won by seven votes. And then just a few hours after he was declared the winner, Robert was pulled over for drunk driving. What the hell is wrong with you? What is, what, what is the problem with the news today? People biting off their genitalia, or not people, but things biting off their genitalia, things getting shot in the leg, not realizing after you, the gun just went off. So you didn't hear the gun go He said he felt heat on his belly. Yeah, I don't know. And his pants turning purple. He, didn't, never mentioned, he never mentioned the fact that he heard the gun shot. What is wrong with these people? I don't really understand it at all. Sharpsburg, North Carolina has a population of 1,000, and it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, so that's... That's kind of how you would expect their mayor to act. I guess so. So he was pulled over for drunk driving. Apparently he got drunk while celebrating his win. (laughs) And the cops arrested him after he was swerving all over the road. He's facing several charges, including driving while impaired, carrying a concealed weapon and more. And the police chief says Robert will still face all of those charges, even though he's the mayor. Quote, nobody is above the law. Then don't forget it. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to RSVP today. That's 855-554-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. Crazy, I'm crazy for feeling so lonely. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Patsy Klein, one of the greatest singers of all time. Andy, will you put that last page back up again? 
I want to ask you a question. It says here, are you Star Tribune smart? Take our weekly news quiz to find out. What does that mean? Are you Star Tribune smart? In other words, do you agree with everything I say? Uh, (laughs) Uh, Former Secretary General of the United Nations, Kofi Annan, or Kofi Annan, some people pronounce it, returned to his alma mater this week as a building was renamed for him at which school? So it's like Minnesota knowledge. Yeah, so I would have no idea. Augsburg. Well, since uh, the mayor of St. Paul's in the background, I would guess it's McAllister. Yeah. Because the the mayor of St. Paul is standing right behind him, so my guess would be... I would not be able to recognize the mayor of St. Paul. Yeah, well, there you go. President Donald Trump keeping a campaign promise announced this week that he would pull the U.S. out of the Iran nuclear deal. What deal, what did the deal do? Yeah, see, again, this is all basically opinion. You're right. Let's stay away, far away from that as we can get. It all works out in the end. This is a story from Melina. Assuming you live anywhere near this area, I don't really know anything about this bridge. Some elements of our streetscape are ugly and depressing. Some are old and a bit dangerous, but there was a miserable piece of ancient infrastructure that wasn't just annoying, it was lethal. The Washington Avenue Viaduct. Some long-time twin... Washington Avenue Viaduct? Yeah. Apparently it's in St. Paul. Because I live by a viaduct. Maybe that's the viaduct. Oh, you do, yeah. Is it the Washington Avenue Viaduct? You anywhere near Washington Avenue? No. Hmm. Well, it's going um, away, I guess. I guess so. Uh, its builders would be astonished to see the area today full of new housing, factories converted for residential use, the mill decommissioned, the riverfront clean, strange, inexplicable structures like the Guthrie and U.S. Bank Stadium. When the viaduct went up, this wasn't a place to live. This was a place to sweat. The viaduct went up in the early 1880s, one of several railroad projects designed to solve the problem of trains, horses, and people all competing for existing streets. Bids were accepted in 1883 by April of the next year. The St. Paul Globe reported that the excavation was progressing quite rapidly. There doesn't seem to have been any ribbon-cutting ceremony, possibly because the viaduct was a homely, gloomy thing. In a few years, the influence of the Chicago-Columbian Exposition of 1893 would change the way people expected uh, civil, uh, civic structures to look. If it had been built later, perhaps the viaduct would have some classic touches, a stone eagle or two, some Roman columns. But what they built in 1884 was iron and wood, meant to last, not to impress. It had one job, to get the trains over the street. Doesn't seem like it worked out too well. No man's life was safe when crossing the train tracks that lanced across Washington Avenue. In 1887, uh, Tribune story said there was intolerable loss by constant and prolonged increasing detention. This is a very long. I was going to say it's a very long story. Well, there's the viaduct. What's? Where is that? Despite it, I don't have any idea where that oh, is. Oh, it was demolished in eight, 1984. Why are they doing a story about it now? <laughs> I have no idea. I think it's in Minneapolis. Yeah, it's right? in Minneapolis. Yeah. I think it is in Minneapolis. It I looks like. Sworn. Good God. Oh. Most hated bridge in Minneapolis was an ugly, deadly roadhead. What? Who cares? Well, it's, it's been gone for 34 years, so. <laughs> exactly. It's fine now. That's exactly it. Um. A Farmington woman was arrested Wednesday on suspicion of felony animal cruelty after Animal Humane Society investigators discovered 100 animals at her home, including 60 deceased cats. Authorities also removed more than 40 live felines, five dogs, one farm pig, a hamster, and a dead rabbit from the single-family home in rural Dakota County. A call came in about a loose 400-pound pig running around in the yard, and Keith Streff, I know Keith Streff. Streff. Uh-huh. Keith Streff's a good guy. Uh, Senior humane agent with the Animal Humane Society. Neighbors reported a foul smell near the messy property where the woman was said to operate an animal rescue. Obviously, that got out of control, said Streff, whose investigators located dead cats in shallow graves, a garage, and a freezer. Casey Lynn Brigell, 25, was arrested at the scene Wednesday night. Brigell, who leases the home, describes herself on social media as a Christian power lifter nutritionist and animal rescue founder. I love God, cats, tossing iron around, her Twitter account says. She's listed as the owner of Next Level Fitness, a Farmington lifting gym. Mm. 
the Animal Humane Society in Golden Valley and the Dakota County Sheriff's Department are jointly investigating the case. Formal charges are expected to be filed Friday afternoon. All of the surviving animals remain impounded at the Humane Society officials said. Well, that's a shame. What the hell? I don't know. It sounds like she's trying to do the right thing, but what the hell is she doing? What is she doing? She's not... She's trying to do the right thing, but she just can't stop. Can't, can't stop what? Like taking in animals, yeah, even, I though, yeah, even when she problem. can't take care of them. Yeah, some of these people, it's like, oh my God, it just, would you stop? You've got 6,000 things running around. Cut the comedy. Yeah. How about that action? I just, it, the whole thing is just sad. Gophers lead Wisconsin 2 to 0. How can, why did the twins in the bottom of the first inning? Why did uh, Channel Two, uh, long, the longtime CEO of public television in, oh, in yeah. Minnesota, step down? What? What? That guy looks familiar. Jim Pagliarini. Jim Pagliarini, or Pagliarini is probably how Americans would say it. Jim Pagliarini is ending a 21-year run as president and CEO of Twin Cities Public Television. A search for his successor will begin immediately, the station announced Friday, and Pagliarini will remain in his role until the new leader is selected, likely by fall. We are grateful that Jim also will be available to support a smooth transition and to assist in the launch of our upcoming endowment campaign to assure that TPT is strong and vibrant into the future, said board chair Sally Mullen in a news release. Under Pagliarini's leadership, TPT launched several initiatives, including the Minnesota Channel 24-7, a statewide news, news channel, Next Avenue, a website with content for people over 50, and Rewire, a site focused on young adults. Pagliarini uh, started his career at public broadcasting in 1976 as an assistant to the general manager of the PBS station in San Jose, California. Four years later, he moved to Reno, Nevada in 1980, becoming president of that city's public TV station at the age of 29. He joined TPT as president and CEO in 1997. His interest uh, in TV began while a student at Princeton, where he studied biology and the power and influence of TV on children. He earned a master's degree from Temple University, where he completed research on Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers. Well, he seems like a really pretty straight-ahead nice guy. I didn't even know Twin Cities had a public television station. How did you not know that Channel 2's been around for... It was one of the first in the country. (laughs) Well, I mean... I don't. I've haven't, I haven't had a television in like. You know, oh, that's right. You don't have a tel. I keep forgetting that that you don't have a television. But even when I did, I didn't. I mean, like, what's what's on it? Yeah, you don't. There's nothing on there you'd want to watch. I can guarantee you that. Oh so, yeah, there's that. Um, would you bring up the uh, T.R. Knight story there, number three to your right? Mm-hmm. I've known T.R. Knight since he was a little kid. I don't know if you'd remember me or not, but I think he. Yeah, we used to work a lot together in voiceover. Supporting players who break out on a hit series often walk away to headline their own show or try their luck on the big screen. Instead, T.R. Knight retreated. The Minneapolis native has been uh, tough to find since the 2009 season premiere of Grey's Anatomy when his lovable character, Dr. George O'Malley, was killed off, sacrificing himself to save a stranger from an oncoming bus. His current appearance in the miniseries Genius, Picasso, is only his 10th TV or film credit in the past nine years. He's popped up mostly as a guest star in such network dramas as The Good Wife and Law and Order SVU. Uh, if he had remained on Anatomy, wouldn't he be collecting a fat paycheck these days? Yeah, no doubt, Knight 45 said reason. God, TR Knight is 45? Goodness. Oh, man. Well, to tell you the truth, though, I worked with him. I guess TR was probably about 10 years old. That was probably 35 years ago. That's true. It was probably that long ago. Uh, yeah, no doubt, Knight uh, 45 said recently. But going into acting, that was never the expectation. The hope was to pay the rent, even if you had to pay in a, ha- a half month late, uh, which uh, I-, I did a lot. Lots of red-hot actors wax eloquent about returning to the theater, then cash in by punching the clock on CSI Portland. That's very funny. There you go. Knight actually followed through, treading the boards and productions of Parade, A Life in Theater, Romeo and Juliet, It's Only a Play, and after five seasons on Anatomy, he seemed to be making a statement, a theory the actor is quick to dismiss. I think you're giving me too much credit for any sort of control I have, he said. Yes, I made a decision to move to New York and focus on theater, but I still did some television. I'm not in control of who hires me, but I think a part of me will always focus on theater. It's too much a part of my upbringing. Knight was referring to his early days as one of the most lauded actors on the Twin Cities scene, winning over directors like Joe Dowling, uh, Bane Belke, 
and Alan Hamilton. Uh, all of those people. Well, I, did, I, I know one of them, and I worked with one of them. Alan Hamilton and I worked together a lot, too, in the day. Uh, by 2003, he had starred opposite Patti Lapone in a Broadway production of Noises Off and earned a Drama Desk nomination for his work in Scattergood. He made a noble attempt to parlay that stage uh, success into a mainstream and more lucrative career, but from the get-go, Knight seemed a reluctant celebrity. When I first interviewed him in 2003 for his short live com- uh, sitcom, Charlie Lawrence, co-starring Nathan Lane, the actor was infinitely polite but visibly uncomfortable. Uh, this is going to go on and on and on. Yes. It's, I, I, it's the problem with these stories in the Star Tribune. Would you edit them? Do you nope. have any editors over there? Could no. you cut back a little? Would that be possible? Well, more um, words means more money. Well, his avoidance of the spotlight only grew after anatomy. Cast member Isaiah Washington accused him of an anti-gay slur against Knight. He was accused of, uh, of an anti-gay slur. Washington was eventually fired from the series, and Knight, who hadn't come out yet, felt forced to address his personal sexual orientation to the press. I guess there have been a few questions about my sexuality, and I'd like to keep uh, quiet any unnecessary rumors, uh, the actor said in a statement to uh, People magazine in 2006. While I prefer to keep my personal life private, I hope the fact that I'm gay isn't the most interesting part of me. See, now, I've always liked T.R. Knight, and I like what he just said there. That the fact that he's gay is not the most interesting part of me. I have not seen T.R. Knight in 30 years, or maybe longer than that. Nicest kid in the world. His mother was always there uh, at the uh, studio when we recorded uh, commercials together or whatever. I... um, yeah, I'm just telling you, he's a really, really nice person. I like that statement, uh, you know, that I hope that me being gay is not the, the most most interesting part of me. That's a pretty bold statement these days because a lot of people go, oh, what does he mean by that? Well, it does come after getting someone fired for calling him a name. No, he didn't get him fired, though. Well, someone did yes, he, that in beha- on his behalf? Yeah, the producer decided that he didn't want to work with Isaiah Washington anymore after he said that. About T.R. Knight, which is, yeah, is way out of line. It was way, way, way out of line. So uh, all the best to T.R. Knight. I, I hope he does land a whole bunch more stuff. He's a very talented guy. He's the nicest guy. Like I said, I assume he's still a great guy. I haven't seen him since he was a kid. But, you know, like I said, he worked with Alan Hamilton and Joe Dowling and people like that. So what the hell? I just, uh, as he said, he has no control over who hires him. So... All the best to you, T.R. I hope uh, I hope things are going well. He's on Genius Picasso. He plays Max Jacob, a poet, a painter, and a critic who was an, uh, was an influential figure in the French avant-garde and one of Picasso's oldest friends. He died in uh, Gestapo custody in mm. 1944. That's a, that's a real pleasant thought now, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm glad we did read that story about T.R. Knight because he, he's a hell of a talent, always has been. And uh, what more can you say? That's a, that's the deal. As he settles into his captain's uh, in the captain's left seat and wraps his big mitts around the controls of the B-25 bomber, Ernest Hod Hudson throws back his head and laughs. I feel like a kid again, he says, a smile creasing his face. Hudson, a farm boy from Wisconsin, flew 58 World War II combat missions in bombers just like this when he was 22 years old, piloting his craft through solid walls of flak, bombing railroad yards and bridges in the Balkans and naval targets in the Mediterranean. He won a chest full of medals, including the Distinguished Flying Cross, came home from the war and became a legend in Midwestern aviation, teaching hundreds of people to fly and pioneering the crop dusting business. He wound up settling in Grafton, North Dakota, whose airport Hudson Field is named for him. Now at age 95, Hudson is taking to the sky again on a beautiful sunny April morning, 73 years to the day from his last combat flight. See, those stories are terrific. I mean, 73 years after his last combat flight. Um, what is the story with that guy that, that was it a scientist? 104 years old, oh, decided yeah. to kill himself? What the hell was that all about? I think it was just euthanasia. Yeah, but why would you kill yourself? You've already lived to be 104. Why would you kill yourself? I imagine life wasn't great at the time. But he's 104. Can't you just wait it out? Mm. I don't know. We'll talk about it. We'll get back. I'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. This is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you know how important it is to have the right dock. 
That's why you should know about flow docks. Flow docks are rock solid with double bracing to eliminate side to side sway. They're completely modular so you can configure them to your family's needs or add on as your family's needs grow. And get this, you can install, level, and remove your flow dock without even getting into the water. You see, Flow's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make, right down to Flow boat lifts that are quieter, faster, and effortless to install and use. Are you starting to see a pattern here? Flow is about making things easy. My friends at Flow also told me that hockey star Ryan Suter bought a Flow dock and lift as he wanted the best for his family. See for yourself why they say they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. See them at F-L-O-E-I-N-T-L dot com. Flow docks and lifts. A better way. I remember when my older brother came home from Vietnam and how proud I was to be seen with him in uniform. I'm a huge supporter of our military men and women and always have been. I've also got a soft spot for women and children. Lincoln said in his second inaugural speech that we should take care of the wounded and care for the widows and orphans. That's exactly what the Gold Star Ride Foundation does. This summer, the Gold Star Ride Foundation will travel across the country visiting Gold Star families on an ambitious adventure to help those families and remind them they are not forgotten. I made a commitment to help this organization just like Weston Choppers, Northlight Color, and Print Media Minnesota, and you should too. It's pretty easy to do. Just visit www.goldstarride.org and click the Donate button. Many of my listeners already have, and that's great, but let's not forget, we're all in this together. www.goldstarride.org. Today's a good day to do it. Be proud of our veterans and their families. Make a contribution today. Why are you playing in the mood, man? Why are you in the mood? What are you in the mood for? Well, it's our last segment in the studio, and uh, I know Glenn Miller was one of your mom's favorites. And That's true. Day. The last song played in the studio, because we're moving tomorrow, would be in the mood. We like it. Dr. Kathy Fry, how are you, Dr. Fry? I'm great, Tom. How are you? Doing marvelously well. The book is called, What's the Remedy for That? The Definitive Homeopathy. Uh, uh, is it homeopathy? Is that how it's pronounced? It's actually pronounced homeopathy. Homeopathy. There you go. I knew I was pronouncing it wrong. The Definitive Homeopathy Guide to Mastering Everyday Self-Care Without Drugs. I love this idea because to tell you the truth, pharmaceutical companies make me sick. They control our news now. Every spot you see when you watch the news at night is for some pharmaceutical company. So I try to avoid as many pharmaceuticals as I possibly can and go with things uh, that are more natural, I suppose, things like St. John's Word. If, I, if I'm nervous, I take St. John's Word and 5-HTP and everything seems to be okay. Is that there you go. I think that's pretty smart. Do you think that's smart? Yes, I'm, I'm a medical doctor with a prescription pad, and I haven't taken a prescription drug in 35 years. See, I just, I think that just, there's so much danger there with all of this, uh, well, if this happens, then that happens, then you should do this, and you should do that, and, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, well, the problem with pharmaceutical drugs, Tom, I think, is that they just mask the symptom. They don't get at the underlying cause. It's interesting you bring that up, because uh, I, I used to take... Uh, trazodone and to sleep. yeah to sleep exactly and then all of a sudden I noticed that I was trying to force myself to sleep for eight hours when I actually only need about five hours of sleep a night mm-hmm. so do people talk themselves into in into oh I have a problem here because you, you you see that well you should get eight eight hours a night of, uh, of sleep and eight hours is very very important but I really only need about five. Last night, my daughter and her daughter came to our house, and my wife and my daughter and I watched a movie. I have to get up at about, uh, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning, and I didn't get to bed last night till 11 o'clock, and I thought, oh, this is, this is going to be a problem. Well, I feel better today from sleeping from 11 o'clock until 4 o'clock this morning than I have in a few weeks. I'm, uh-huh. I'm finding out uh, the timing of interviewing you has worked out really well. Because uh, I know you were supposed to be on yesterday, but actually it worked out better that you're on today because I just discovered, and I didn't take, you know, any pharmaceuticals to sleep or anything. 
I just went to sleep. I woke up five hours later, and I suppose I could have slept longer, but I woke up in a great mood, and I don't know. I just, why, I suppose we just talked into these things because we believe that these people are all experts. Is that part of it? I think so, and the most important thing is to ask yourself, well, after you've had uh, however many hours of sleep you needed, do you feel refreshed in the morning? Because if you feel great after five hours of sleep, and, you know, day in and day out, then that may be, that's all you need. And oftentimes, as we get a little older, we find we don't need as many hours of sleep. Yeah, that's you know, very children true. need, you know, 10 or 12 hours of sleep at night. But as we get older, a lot of people sometimes get, you know, I find I'm fine with six and a half, seven hours of sleep. Yeah, I, see, that makes total sense to me. But, but but if you read something, especially from a pharmaceutical company, you're, you're supposed to get eight solid hours of sleep. Here's a big problem that I have, and then I want to talk about spring and spring has sprung and trees are budding and all. I, I do want to talk a lot about that because I have, uh, I don't have major allergies, but I do notice in the spring that uh, you know, I, got a, I got a few things cooking. Here's a problem that I do have, and then I'll move on, I promise, Dr. Fry. I watch ABC, NBC, CBS evening news. Okay, whenever I tune them in, uh, every commercial they run is for a pharmaceutical company. Right. Every one of them. And I was thinking to myself, finally, a few years ago, I thought, do you want me to have anxiety? Is that why you're doing the stories you're doing? Do you want me to not be able to sleep? So I need anxiety medication. I need sleep medication. Uh, Should I be wringing my hands because of these stories you keep... I, it all of a sudden struck me, these pharmaceutical companies are spending billions of dollars on advertising. Of course they're going to step into these newsrooms and go, look, these are the stories you need to cover. I, I just, I got to believe that these pharmaceutical companies have a great influence on which stories get read and which ones don't. Well, I think also a big part of it is the demographic of people who are watching the news. You yeah. Know, it's mostly older people who tend to have more ailments, and therefore they can be talked into taking more medications. But right. as anybody who watches these commercials realizes, they go on and on about, well, what the side effects are for this and for that. And, you know, there's a particular medication that they recommend for people with psoriasis. One of the side effects happens to be lymphoma. So which would you rather have, psoriasis and eczema or cancer? <laughs> so, you know, it doesn't make any sense. Right. And when you read the the fine print on a lot of these pharmaceutical drugs there, they have a lot of side effects and some of them are serious, especially what we call the biologics um, medications that are designed to suppress the immune system and one of the side effects from that is cancer. Unbelievable. It is. A, well, yeah. I, I remember one time there was an ant, uh, a stop smoking medication, a pharmaceutical co- company put out a, a stop smoking medication and at the end of their disclaimer it said may cause death. Right. You know, or, um, for some people who take these psychopharmaceutical drugs, sometimes it, uh, it causes suicidal thoughts. Right. Um, so, well, you know, I think that's why people have to be a lot more um, cautious about the medications they take, do their research, and also consider that there are a lot of, of um, natural alternatives to helping people with common complaints that don't require pharmaceutical drugs that are actually a lot cheaper and have no side effects. Right. Absolutely. All right. Now we'll get down to the task at hand here. Spring has sprung, the trees are budding, the flowers are blooming, and the birds are singing. While it's beautiful to behold, it can be agony for people with seasonal allergies. Many sufferers spend a small fortune in doctor visits, allergy shots, and prescription drugs that make them drowsy. But Dr. Kathleen Fry says there is an alternative to the allergy uh, treadmill that's safe, effective, inexpensive, and readily available in most health food stores for less than $10. I want to hear about this. I know, it sounds too good to be true, doesn't it? It does, absolutely, (laughs) because I tell you what, most of that stuff doesn't work for me anyway. Well, the beautiful thing about, so, the beautiful thing about homeopathic medicines is that they work at stimulating the body's ability to heal itself. They don't work by suppressing medicine by suppressing your symptoms. So most pharmaceutical drugs are over-the-counter medications, antihistamines and so on. They work by suppressing the body's reaction. So if the body reacts, antihistamines work by suppressing these certain cells, mast cells that make histamine. And histamine is one of these things that make you, makes you itch and sneeze and so on. So the antihistamines are designed to stop your body's response to certain, certain pollens and things that it's exposed to. But 
the beautiful thing about homeopathic remedies is that they work by stimulating the body's ability to heal itself. So they don't work by suppressing the symptom. They work at getting at the underlying cause. So, for example, your uh, listeners might want to get out a pen and a paper because I'm going to give you some specific <laughs> things about what oh, you can take all right. over the counter. So you go to the health food store and you go into the section that says homeopathy. So there'll be a, usually there's a display of about six remedies there. And one of the first remedies that's helpful for allergies is a remedy called euphrasia. And it's spelled E-U-P-H-R-A-S as in Sam, I-A, euphrasia. And euphrasia is the remedy you want to take when the flowers start to bloom and all of a sudden you're sneezing like crazy and your eyes are watering so bad, like they're just running, 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 running all the time. Your nose is running, your eyes are running, and you're sneezing. Euphrasia is the remedy you want. And there's a 30C potency. They're little pellets that you take under the tongue. And you can take them, you know, if you're really suffering, you can take them every couple of hours. Most people find if they take them two or three times a day during the peak of the pollen season, that's that, that helps. If their symptoms match what the remedy is the guided, guided to treat. And the other remedy that's really helpful for people whose eyes burn, like they're chopping onions. You know, your eyes burn in water when you chop onions. Well, the remedy for that is called Allium Sipa. That's spelled A-L-L-I-U-M. The second word is Sipa, C-E-P-A. And that's made from an onion. So homeopathy works on the principle that like heals like. A substance, when it's given to healthy people, when you see those same symptoms in someone who's sick, then that's the remedy they need. So Allium Sipa is for... People who have running eyes that burn, like you're chopping onions. And euphrasia is where your eyes run, but they don't burn, and you sneeze a lot. So um, those are the two main remedies that are really great for main things like uh, hay fever. Histaminum is another over-the-counter homeopathic remedy that's helpful for people who have um, allergies where their um, their eyes are they're itching a lot. You know, their eyes itch and their nose mm-hmm. itches then histamine is the remedy for that. So in my book called What's the Remedy for That, I basically went through all of the remedies that you can get in the health food store, and I went over what each of those remedies uh, can be used for, what conditions, everything from allergies to warts. And in the book it talks about how often you take it, how do you know when to stop taking it, and how do you, when do you stop it, how do you wean off of it, and so on. So there's remedies out there in the health food store not only for allergies, but there's remedies for hives, there's remedies for rashes, for food poisoning, remedies for traveler's diarrhea. There's a, lots and lots of uh, conditions, about 60 conditions that you can use homeopathic treatment for. And the pellets are cheap. They're less than 10 bucks. For right. You get 85 doses for under, like most of them are 7 or 8 bucks in a health food store. That amazes me. Now, it, sorry to go backwards on you here and jump around, but... but are there because when I do things like I, I, when I when I when I stop taking trazodone, I looked for a replacement. Is there a natural replacement for trazodone? Yeah. I you cannot find this information. They will tell you six million different things. It, it, it's right. How do, the homeopathic so the homeopathic remedy for insomnia? If you can't go to sleep, there's several remedies for that. Okay. But one of the first ones is a remedy that's made from raw coffee beans. So it's made from unrested coffee bean. And the way they make homeopathic remedies is they grind them up, they make a mother tincture, and then they do these cereal dilutions. So they dilute out the original substance. So when you take a homeopathic remedy like a 30C potency, it's been diluted out 30 times. So there's no actual original substance left. So one of the remedies for insomnia is a remedy called Caffea Cruda. So it's spelled like coffee, C-O-F-F-E-A, and then the word Cruda, C-R-U-D-A. And that's the remedy for people who they go to lay down at night and their brain just won't turn off. Right, that's They're me. They're thinking about what's going on yep. today or what's they going to do tomorrow and what happened last week, and their brain just won't turn off. So you take the 30C before you go to bed, and then if you wake up in the night, you can take another dose if you're you know if you can't get back to sleep. The other remedy that's helpful for people who can't get to sleep at night or if they wake up in the middle of the night and can't go back to sleep, there's another remedy for that called Nux Vomica. And Nux Vomica is also a big remedy for heartburn. It's a remedy for business people who, like, work, work, work all the time. And then they drink wine or alcohol at night to sleep, oh, yeah. you know, or to relax. And then they wake up in the middle of the night and can't go, to back, can't go back to sleep, and then their brain starts going. 
So that's Nux Vomica, and that's all talked about in the book. But there's several remedies that you can get in the health food store, and they're not habit-forming, and they help you get at the underlying cause of why you're not sleeping. And most of the time, it's because your brain won't turn off. That's exactly what it is for me, I'll tell you that. Uh, so things like 5-HTP and St. John's Wort and Inositol mm-hmm. and things like that, are those are okay? Yes, those are helpful, too, because they actually... You know, stimulate uh, like 5-HTP is a precursor for one of the medic, one of the hormones that helps people sleep. So there are no bad uh, combinations of those things necessarily. Well, if you're mixing, you know, herbs with a, a lot of things, you have to be a little bit careful because herbs have more of a biochemical effect. They work more like drugs than they do homeopathic. Homeopathic remedies work energetically. So okay, excellent. A homeopathic remedy works more like how an acupuncture needle works than a pharmaceutical drug or an herb. Mm-hmm. So if I if I did take uh, cafe cruda, mm-hmm. uh, could I take some of these uh, like things like an osteal five HTP? Yeah, you could take those things too. They don't interfere. Okay, I want you to come back on in about a month if you can. Sure. Because I want to read your book and then I want to do. Cafe Cruda, I can get that uh, from Amazon get or at any drug. Uh, you can get it at Amazon. You can get it on um, any health food store that carries uh, homeopathic remedies. And some, even some, uh, like Whole Foods carries homeopathic remedies. Excellent. I'm pretty sure Walgreens does. Walgreens All does as well. Yeah. Places, yeah. Oh, good. They're yeah, pretty much good. everywhere. So... Dr. Fry, if you don't mind, I'll reach out and book you again because I want to talk to you about how this works. Absolutely. I'd love to talk with you, Tom, anytime. I love telling people about homeopathy. I'm trying. I'm on a mission to help people get off their drugs and get healthy. I think it's wonderful because I think pharmaceutical companies are evil. I I agree. (laughs) Dr. Fry, thank you so much for your time today. My pleasure, Tom. Take care. We'll talk with you next month. What's the remedy for that? The definitive homeopathy guide to mastering everyday self-care without drugs. Thank you again to Dr. Kathy Fry. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Tom Bernard Show.